Hi everyone, my name is Amanda Bulow and I'm the founder of Awesome Women in Construction, or AWIC, a not-for-profit association who provides a supporting community for women in the construction industry. I've started a podcast series called Awesome Women, taking a wide focus on women in all areas of the community, construction, automotive, mining, healthcare, farming, hospitality and many others. I have met some amazing and wonderful women in my time, and they all have a story to tell, one that we are ready to hear. The podcast guests have had and are having amazing careers. They are small business owners, many of them raising a family at the same time. Others I know are training for a variety of reasons, including representing our country in sport and climbing Mount Kilimanjaro. Some of you have represented your country in sport and are now writing books and carving out very successful careers. Some of our guests are employed full time and have a side hustle. Your journeys vary, but they are all inspirational and can show others what the world has to offer. You are an inspiration to me and I wanna share that with the AWIC members in our fabulous community. My intention was to have a casual chat, enabling women to tell their stories. This has definitely been achieved. I have enjoyed recording these podcasts. Now it's time for you to enjoy listening to them. Hi everybody. Well, it's time for another Awesome Women podcast. Today we've got Jess Ricketts with us. Hey Jess. Hi Amanda, how are you? Good, thank you. So Jess, you describe yourself as a Facebook advertising expert and that you like to help people promote their business on Facebook, whether it be self-paced um, online learning course, one-on-one -on -one training, or some business um, running their social, like you can run their social media for them as well. So there's a few different options there that they can take up. Yes, that's right. So no matter whether you're a startup, a micro business or a genuine small business, there is some sort of uh, way that I can support your business um, online. Yeah, nice. So I guess it, you know, takes away that, you know, I want to start this business, but you know, this whole social media world, I really don't understand it. And yes. that's where they can come in and reach out to yourself. I like to think that um, I take away the overwhelming, what do I do next feeling? Perfect. when it comes to promoting local businesses on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, yeah. That's the sort of so, line I tell people. <laughs> I love it. It's great. So, you know, someone is thinking about starting up a small business or, you know, even a, um, a side hustle, let's put that there in inverted commas. What are some of the pitfalls or some of the tips you can give them for, you know, starting up their social media platform? I mean, do they have to go on everything straight up? Right. That's a great question. So the first thing the, the startup or any business needs to ask themselves is where do, they, uh, where do their ideal clients hang out? So if you think about um, perhaps, uh, I don't know, what my parents joined Facebook purely in the early days to stalk myself and my brother and my sister. Yeah. See what we were up to because they didn't get information out of us, but you know, 10 years ago, we were on Facebook posting what we were doing, right? So a local business needs to be kind of like my stalking parents. They need to be where their customers are. So if your customers are on Instagram, be on Instagram. If they're not on Instagram, perhaps they're a bit older and they're only on Facebook, be on Facebook. Or, you know, instead of like stretching yourself out 
on all of the platforms like LinkedIn and Pinterest and, you know, the list goes on. Instead of doing a poor job on all of them, do a really good job on one or two. And the easiest way for you to find out where your customers hang out is to ask them. Next time you're on the phone to a customer or a potential client, doesn't matter, you know, oh, just doing a quick survey, do you have Facebook? Yes, no, and then you can move on. That's the easiest way. And, uh, and then just choose one or two and do a really good job. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. And I guess we can also look for them on those platforms, can't we? Sure. If you want to be a little stalky and type a few names in, absolutely. <laughs> if they're there, they're there. They do all the time. You know, yeah, they do. You know, banks trying to find, you know, trying to re reclaim debt. They stalk people on Facebook to know where they are, you know. so What jet, what jet ski they might have bought when they should have been paying their loan. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, be careful what you post <laughs> if you're one of those people. But absolutely. Yeah. Well, employers do it with employees as well when they're interviewing. They see what type of yes. you know, stuff I they're posting. I used to work in property management and yeah. we used to um, stalk out uh, potential tenants. You know, like it's all out there. And yeah. if, if that bothers you, then you need to have either look at your privacy settings or have a look at uh, what you are posting. And yeah. if you're not comfortable with uh, people seeing that, don't post it. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. So you mentioned um, there about the different platforms. What about a website? Do we need to I, have a website? I think you absolutely need a website more than you need social media. Like if you've got a little bit of money and you're a startup business, think about it this way. If Facebook closed today, how would that affect your business? Yeah. You know, like for me, if Facebook closed today, I have a mailing list. I have a website that works really well. I have my, um, my details on other kind of local business directories. I'm part of networking groups. Yeah. Uh, you know, Google my business. My business is on there. So if Facebook left, I would still have a leg to stand on. And so if you only have a Facebook page for your business, you know, every, all those followers, all those, um, those people that you've connected with on Facebook, you're essentially just renting off Facebook to have those engagements. Because if it left today, you would have, you would have nothing, you would be lost. So what I teach uh, in my classes and my courses is that where we're doing our best to connect with our people on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, but the whole uh, end game is to get people off social media and either into your mailing list or on a phone call or meeting you in store because once Facebook leaves, there's nothing else we can do. But the real um, no like trust kind of um, activities really happen off Facebook. So if we rely a hundred percent on just one platform if it left just have a think about what are your safeguards and how is your business going to continue after you know that platform is gone yeah. and it's bound to happen like one day Facebook will leave or it'll evolve into something completely different that yeah. may not suit your needs so we just as business owners I think we need to understand that um, and more and more customers are looking online before they even contact you so they are looking at your social they're looking at your website and if COVID-19 has taught us anything that you know we do need to be online because people are looking at us before deciding to leave their homes so um, 
yeah, if you if you only have a little bit of money in in the startup phase, I'd recommend putting that towards a website that works really really well on mobile and smart devices, yes. and then look at social. Because I mean, we all shop from the, you know, even in the um, construction industry, you know, we we generally have our customers are shopping um, online on the lounge before they come and have a chat to us. Yep. They have an idea of the plan they want. They have an idea of the inclusions they want. And then they'll come in and have a chat with you. But mm. all those decisions are made sitting on the lounge on their phone. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah that's where we need to be first and then social second. If you had to prioritise where your funds were going, that's yeah. what I would do in the beginning. Yeah, right. Now, Facebook ads, boosting on Facebook, you know, Everybody's got a little a different opinion on it. Some people say, yeah, it works great, definitely do it. Others are saying, no, it doesn't. What are your thoughts on it, Jess? Um, my thoughts are whether you're... Uh, I'll tell you the difference between a boosted yeah, post and a sponsored right. ad first. A boosted post is when you create a post on your Facebook page and a little blue button appears at the end of every Facebook page post and it says boost post. You click that button... Facebook gives you a few options on how much you want to spend, where, where you want your ads seen, and, you know, there's about four or five options. So you can go click, 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 done. So it's a very easy way for you to spend money with Facebook. It's essentially dipping the toe, your toe in so that you can get a little bit of confidence about what you're doing, and obviously Facebook wants to make it easy for you to spend money with them. Yeah. The sponsored ad is done through Ads Manager. Now, this is Facebook's um, console, desktop or laptop computer, whereas the boost button, you can use your mobile phone. So you could do it on the couch in your undies if you wanted to. Yeah. But, um, but Ads Manager, you do need to be on a computer to do this. And so basically, it's the boost button, but with so much more opportunity. So you've got more flexibility on where your ads are seen, more flexibility on what your ads look like and more flexibility around um, the placements and um, your targeting, which is means like uh, you're targeting the audiences you want your ads to be seen to. And um, when you're just starting out, the boost button is very tempting. Mm -hmm. And I think people can do well using the boost button if they understand exactly what they're selecting in the boost button because I've seen so many um, accounts where people have been clicking the boost button and they've been advertising to the whole of Queensland when they're just a small local business who just want a few um, customers within a few postcodes around their business. Yeah. And they're spending their money for Queensland, which is totally waste of time so you can have success on the boost button if you understand what it's asking of you and you have a strategy you're not just boosting willy-nilly you know you, you, you you've got a strategy behind okay this is like a the the idea behind putting money behind this post is for brand awareness or the idea behind putting money behind this post is to get people to opt into my free offer or something like that. You know, they can have the success. However, if you're going to be spending, you know, $300 up a month on the boost button, I'd recommend, so that's about a dollar a day. Yeah. 
Um, but if you spend that $300 a month, then I'd highly recommend that you go into Ads Manager so that you can unselect placements uh, where your ads have been seen that aren't working. So in the analytics, you can go, okay, well, people aren't doing that well on Instagram stories. I'm going to turn off, I'm not going to spend any money there, you know, um, where you don't have those uh, opportunities on the boost button. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. So does that give you a better understanding? But ads run via the boost button compared to sponsored ads, if we're comparing uh, apples with apples, so the same type of ad set up via the boost button, the same kind of ad set up by ads manager, in theory, they should cost you exactly the same. But there are more expensive ads that you can run in ads manager that you can't with the boost button, such as if you've got an online store, for example, and you want to encourage people to purchase from your online store, that's generally a more expensive ad to run, which you can't do through the boost button. Yeah. But if we're comparing apples with apples, the cost to run ads by the boost button and the sponsored post, uh, sponsored ads are exactly the same. Yeah, and it's not, it sounds like it's not something we want to do for every single post. We want to pick those key, like you mentioned, you know, you've got an offer available or you might have a product launch coming up or you might be launching, you know, your book or something along those lines that you really want to, you know, get more people to. But there's a return on investment, I guess, at the end of the day. Absolutely. That's, that's why I said just boosting willy-nilly with no plan is a waste of money. Yeah. And the plans don't have to be complicated, you know, like... Um, Digital marketers are always about, oh, the strategy, the strategy. That's just a fancy word. It doesn't have to be complicated. It's yeah. all about uh, getting people to notice you and your business, you know, be aware and then position yourself as an expert in your field so they can build that trust and just do step one and step two consistently. And I yeah. call that my be fun, be an expert, be consistent framework. And so that's with pretty much it in a nutshell. So with that consistency, you know, is it something that we should be posting a similar post each, you know, like let's say on Mondays we do a post about the services our business can offer. And then on Wednesday we do photos of us on site, whether we're a plumber, an electrician, or we might be co-sponsoring a product that we have. And then let's say on Friday we just have a bit of a you know, maybe it's a safety fail, maybe it's a funny Friday mem or something like that. With those sorts of things, should we be posting that same thing every day, like on that Monday, Wednesday, Friday at the same time? Or how does that work? Uh, it would, it helps more so, not necessarily the end user, but having a plan and post scheduled every week helps you and your time management. Yeah. Really? So I have the same, like similar, similar kind of setup going out on different days. And um, it just helps with time management more than anything. Uh, as, as to how many posts uh, to post every week, I do recommend at least three. But if you can't make three, just do one. Because if people are looking online, at least that you've been consistent once a week that your page looks active. Because I've gone to Facebook pages and the business is running, the business is successful, but they haven't posted since 2008. Mm -hmm. And if I was just one person who went to the website, then went to Facebook to look at their page and saw the last post was 2018, then um, it, to me, it might look close. And yeah. you might lose that person. So as a minimum, uh, whether you're doing ads or not, just once a week, just to simply look active. 
Now, people aren't going to come running to you saying, take my money with one post a week, but at least uh, it's something. And a little, and, you know, a little bit consistently turns into a lot later. And I guess it comes back to that do it well, you know, do one post really well versus doing three posts half. Yeah. 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 And just remember to be, uh, to be fun and not always be so salesy because yeah. people aren't there to buy. They're just there to look at some fun things. Uh, if your business had a personality, you know, um, share that. If you've got a team and they're having birthday parties, you know, what you would post on your personal page or your personal profile, uh, it, it, providing it's appropriate for the business, share those sort of things on there as well. And then, you know, stuff that makes it look, makes you position yourself as the expert and to be the solver of people's problems. Yeah. So you want to have, have a blend of that professional, that fun, you know, you want to be, you know, if Jimmy's just got married, you want to celebrate that on you. And it's, I think it shows a human aspect on your business page. Absolutely. You've said it really well. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. So what sort of people, sorry, people buy from people. They do. Yeah. Yeah. They, and they can, they can smell a rat when there's one around, you know, if they're not connecting with them or they think they're trying to do that hard sell, then they'll just walk away too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. So what, um, you know, if anybody's listening, Jess, and they're interested in, you know, having a chat to you, what type of, how can you help them? Absolutely. Well, on my website, jrmedia.com.au, there is, um, there is quite a few free resources that I have for business owners, whether they're startup, micro or small businesses. There's a free course, there's checklists, um, there's, uh, I can't even remember, there's ebooks. there's all sorts of things on there available to help you dip, uh, dip your toe into learning more around promoting your businesses on Facebook. Now, I do specialise in advertising, so a lot of my information is around advertising and not so much that organic promotion. But if people wanted to set up a one-on-one -on -one personal training session, that's available on my website. There's three sections. I, it's called I Teach You, I Show You, I Do It For You. So if you, if you choose one of those, there's definitely a way that we can connect and help out. But if anyone wants to just uh, reach out through my Facebook page to have a chat or uh, via my email, it's jessica at jrmedia.com.au. Be more than happy to connect and, and talk further. Yeah, fantastic. So Jess, how did JR Media come about? It started about three years ago, Amanda. I used to work for my family's real estate business in Brisbane. Mm -hmm. And I did all the marketing. So I did the brochures, I did the website, did the social media, and I did the community events. So anything that was involved with promoting that real estate agency to the local community, I had my finger in the pie. But um, like everyone, we can't be an expert in everything. So we relied heavily on um, external contractors. Mm -hmm. And we had one external contractor doing our website our SEO, our Google ads and our Facebook ads for a short time. And about nine months working with these guys, I started realizing where are the leads? I didn't see an increase in appraisal leads, which is how much will it sell for? 
And so um, not really knowing what I was doing, I went into Google ads to sort of look at the setup to see what's going on. We're spending $600 a month on Google, all this money on this ad agency, and it's been nine months and there's nothing. So I was concerned. And when I went into the ad, I could see that the ad was getting a reasonable amount of clicks and traffic. But when I clicked through, I realized that they were being sent to the wrong web page. Instead of being sent to, you know, what's your home worth, it was going to want to rent your house out, you know, for investors and things like that. And then when I called the agency up and said, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing here, but I think the ad's going to the wrong page. But I was really, I wasn't confident. I didn't know what I was looking at. And they said, oh, don't worry, Jess, that was changed months and months ago. So I hung up the phone and I was like, yeah, okay. Not really knowing, but it just didn't feel right. Yeah. So I went in again and this is me like Googling how to do things. It took probably like two hours to work out what I was doing. Anyways, and I Googled how to look up the change log. Now a change log in um, something like Google Ads Manager is a list of changes and edits that different people have made in your account and when. Yeah, cool. And when I looked at the change log, I realized that the ad had been updated the day after my phone call. Mm-hmm. Which I didn't know at the time was the pivotal moment where I realized that I needed to learn a little about a lot around this digital marketing um, world so that I'm not taken advantage of by these um, digital marketing agencies and I'm a digital marketing agency so I don't want to say bad things um, for individuals but there are cowboys out there who take advantage of people's lack of understanding and so this was a $50,000 lesson for me and my family and um, and it was just that moment where I decided right I can't wait nine months to see if something is working and follow mm-hmm. people up. You know, you, you do need to take chances on digital marketers, but instead of waiting nine months, if I had known a little about a lot, I would have gone into ads manager on after four weeks mm-hmm. of working with them and picked up the problems. And then maybe we would have a different story nine months down the track. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's a key message that I like to share with small business owners. It's like learn from my mistakes. You don't have to be an expert in everything, but learn a little about a lot. So that and ask the question, you know, ask the, ask the question. Yeah, and you're, you're not sure. afraid to ask stupid questions because if yeah. you're asking stupid questions to them, then they're in their mind saying, oh, this person's really thinking about this. I need to make sure, like, either they'll be fine and they'll educate you along the way or they'll um, smarten up and just do the right thing. So asking stupid questions actually saves you money. Um, anyways, and then so long story, I've already told you the long story. But um, <laughs> basically from there, I learned a little about a lot. Got obsessed with Facebook ads somehow. I don't know that they just clicked with me. Yeah. And did a few more courses while working at the agency. Some other local businesses asked me to help them. I had my baby, Amelia. I needed some more flexibility. I started JR Media and now I've got Amelia and Oliver and three years later, life is crazy, hectic, but I really love doing it. I don't think I would change it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's where JR Media came from. (laughs) That's where it's come from. That's where it's going. So that sounds really cool, Jess. It sounds like you've got, 
you know, a really good, um, you know, business there that can help others. Definitely growing. And now that um, I've had my babies and Ollie's one now, like I'm really excited for the next financial year in the future. Yeah. Um, of course, my babies still need uh, a lot of me, but they're not sure. tiny little babies. So um, I'm really excited to um, like serve the community and educate people and, and telling my story. So this doesn't happen to people because it was just, um, it was a real eye opener. Yeah, yeah, no. And it's four weeks about that good time you mentioned in your story to, you know, see if things are working, see if the changes you've made are, you know, are making, you know, increased progress for you. Absolutely. Depending on the platform. So if it was Facebook, for example, and we were starting from scratch, you know, like a brand new page and things like that, you should see progress within a month, but you may not see leads and inquiries. Yep. Because it's going to take time to nurture those people, attract those people, actually tweak your ad campaigns and your audiences to make sure that you're reaching the right people. So you should see progress within a month. I mean, you should start seeing more page likes. And when you have a look at your audience sizes and people who are engaging with your Facebook page, mm -hmm. this should be all increasing. Yep. But I have to stress that um, it, you may not see an increase in inquiries in a month, but maybe more so three months or six months, depending on what your business is. Yeah. You know, you've got to get their trust first, don't you? You need to build that trust and you yeah. need to, you need to make people aware that you're there and then you need to build that trust. And it's all about multiple touch points. So people need to understand that social media is just one or two touch points. You know, they then go to your website. They might then call, you might have a flyer or you know, we do need to think about social media isn't the only way of marketing. It's yeah. one part of your marketing plan. Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's very true. So top three, I was going to ask you something else, but it's escaped me. But top three tips, Jess, for somebody starting out, small business, what are we going to tell them? Mm, good question. What are you going to tell them? Mm. <laughs> I think recognize when you need help, yep. whether it's personally or in the business and find some people that you can trust to, uh, you know, bring in that help. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe you need someone writing some, you know, some copy for your website or someone to build your website or something like that. So find, recognize where you need that help and if you want to move fast you'll need to invest in getting help that's yep. if you want to move slow if it's a side hustle and you're happy to learn invest in your learning like invest in yourself um so i guess find people you can trust in either invest in them in them or invest in yourself would be the second tip for a startup and um just be consistent with your social media, whether it's just once a week, because progress makes progress. It doesn't matter um, how fast you go as long as you keep moving forward. And don't be so, uh, consider not waiting for something to be perfect, like the perfect post or the perfect image or the perfect video. Just put it up there because, uh, you know, someone's gonna see it for a second. They're not gonna think, as hard as you have about it. So just don't be too um, conscious about what you're putting out there. Just just put it out. Wait, wait for a B plus effort and then put it out. 
That's what yeah. I say. You know, don't wait for that A plus effort and it'll be perfect. Wait for a B plus effort and then push it. Yeah, yeah. And what about testimonials, Jess? Testimonials from our customers. Are they good things to, is that something good that we can put on social media that reassures, you know, potential customers that they're going to get great service? Those Absolutely. And if you could even get your customer to write a review on your Facebook page, then that's even better because it's not you saying, oh, this person said this. It's actually them physically writing it on there. Yeah. Uh, if you can get People are video shy, but if you can get a video of a testimonial, that's even better. Like all of those things are, is, is proof that, you know, you're a trusted person and, and definitely builds that. Yeah, fantastic. Well, that's, that's great. Yes, I've learned a lot. I'm sure those listening have. Give us your website and how people can reach out to you again, Jess. Absolutely. So my website is www.jrmedia.com.au or you can visit me on Facebook. It's uh, JR Media Services. I couldn't get JR Media, which is really frustrating. But JR Media Services, if you search that, you can find me there. Yep. And if you need to uh, reach out and email me, it's jessica at jrmedia.com.au. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, Jess. It's been great to have a chat with you. And, thank you, Amanda. Um, Thanks for no, having me. Had fun. My pleasure. You have a wonderful day. And everybody listening, have a great day as well. Thank you. Thanks. Bye, everyone.